0: Rubbing elbows, getting closer to the stars, rubbing elbows, you don't have to listen from afar, close as a whisper, as clear as day, rubbing elbows, rubbing elbows, rubbing elbows. i Are
1: you ready to get some exclusive behind-the-scenes stories about some of music's biggest-named songwriters and artists? Well, we have good news for you. You are there. That's right, you are there. Rubbing Elbows is your VIP ticket to this experience. Our host, Don Ellis Gatlin, has rubbed elbows with some of the biggest-named artists on the planet. He knows things about these artists that they may not even know about themselves. Or remember, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy the conversation and music as you are our guest on the proverbial green room of podcasts, rubbing Elbows. And now, Don, the show is yours.
0: Welcome, everybody, to Rubbing Elbows with Don L. Scatlin, And uh, I got, of course, the amazing team uh, here today. We're all gathered here today. We have a special, special guest. His name is Colin Winnery. Hello, and uh, hey, Colin. <laughs> and I tell you, this guy uh, I've known for what over twenty years, Colin. Yeah, maybe twenty, maybe going on thirty. <laughs> well, Raymond, I got to tell you, this uh, Colin is one of those guys that can do it all. He's what you know. He's like the old school. Uh, the guy can write, sing. Play every instrument, and uh, did that come from a uh, family? Calling was that? We all like a family band, or yep, or? yep. we. Uh, I started playing
2: with the family band when I was fourteen. First gig was at the Moose Lodge in Murfreesboro. Oh
0: my gosh! <laughs> yeah, you probably played there, Don. Um, yep, <laughs> I'm a member. Twenty five cent cokes. Yeah, yeah. The year
2: before, um, we, yeah. See, I was, uh, maybe I was 12 and I decided when we come back to Tennessee, I'm going to know how to play music with my, you know, family and my uncles and some neighbor friends of ours, the the olden brothers. I don't know if you remember them guys, but uh, anyway,
0: yeah. You did that. And then um, there's, uh, there's a traditional thing that most, you know. Uh, folks like yourself are so talented you probably had that uh typical like I'm gonna put a band together and we're gonna get a record deal and we're gonna be rock stars and I think something cooler happened in your career <laughs> you um you end up being having a long long great career behind the scenes helping other artists out and playing with some of the biggest country stars in the business and then now you're doing the artist thing, bigger than better than ever with the legendary rock group, the Little River Band. Yes, is that you know?
2: Yes, much like, uh, kind of like that movie Rock Star, where the guy's a huge fan of the band and then gets right. to join the band. It's it, yeah. it feels a lot like that. It's it's really it cool. Oh I my have gosh, the greatest the- record, and wore it out. I literally learned how to play bass to that record. Though I play guitar yeah. in the band, I I learned bass to that record.
0: Well. When you uh, were, were first coming to Nashville, um, when was the first time like you said, "Hey, I, I could do this." Uh, I get, they call it side man thing, uh, where I could actually play and make a good living playing for someone else. When, when that first did that come around in your uh, universe? That was in ninety um, two. Actually, rewind back to ninety one.
2: I went out as a front of house engineer with Billy Dean. Um, wow and mixed front of house. I uh, was production manager for him for about a year. Um, then I decided to, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be on the stage again. So started playing bass for different artists. Um, There's a guy named Stacy Dean Campbell back then. Sure. Well, he was a Sony artist and went out and played bass with him. Uh, we cause... were
0: actually label mates. My oh, brother wow, and I okay. were label mates cool. with Stacy Dean at that time. And he had, um, he had some good music called kind of a little bit of um, a little alternatives. Um, what would you describe it called? Yeah,
2: alternative. Um, kind of uh, all. No, uh, um, retro. That's the word I'm looking for. It was, it was kind of retro sounding, you know.
0: A little hint of Roy Orbison, maybe yeah, a little hint of by uh, the great Brent Mayer, produced and engineered
2: by Brent. And uh, so, uh,
0: yeah. Guys, if you don't if you don't know uh, Brent Mayer, um, he produced the Judds. Um, was a big thing, or one of the big things with Kenny Rogers, uh, Michael Johnson. Um, he also engineered Proud Mary with Ike and Tina Turner. Yeah. Yep.
1: yep. That, that I did not know about him. That is, yep. that's, yeah, that's legend status right yeah. there. Just like yeah. And outside. then some Elvis stuff too.
2: Right. Um, yeah. And, and a whole, there's a long list of great stuff he did before the Nashville stuff.
1: Huh. Yeah. Very versatile producer, for sure.
2: Yeah. So anyway, Estates Dean Campbell was, I think, the first one that I was like, you could say on a tour bus with, you know, I'd done like the regional frat house band kind of thing um, before that, but, uh, and then went on but, from there. But I
0: know at that time you were still keeping your eye on doing the artist thing, too. Like you were working, you were probably learning from these other groups and these other artists you work, because you, you get something out of every artist you work with. Yeah. Good and bad, yep. right? Yep. Yep, learning um, as much as I could
2: about the road and about uh, working with management companies and labels and all that. And, um, try, and, and and getting my foot in the door as much as I could, too. You know, like, hey, here's a tape of my band. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. So.
0: But like, like, you play bass for some artists and you play lead guitar. I think you played play keyboards for somebody. Didn't you? That was a random <laughs> great story. I, uh, let's see. I was
2: playing bass on a session. Um, a guy named Jim Casey was producing it. Um, it was a Jamaican gospel record and I was playing bass on it and they were doing, rolling playback and I sat down on a piano and just started playing along with it. And they were like wait let 's let 's record that and I had played piano on this whole record, and I had never like played piano on a session before uh, well, anyway, Jim Casey then he 's putting together a tour with the great Dickie Lee um, yep. and he calls me to play keyboards with him and I was like Jim, i don't own a keyboard, <laughs> <laughs> so I borrowed a keyboard, and I needed to work really bad, so I borrowed a keyboard and went on a tour. For Dickie Lee,
1: that's a that's a that is a great story. What kind do you remember? What kind of keyboard it was? Casio. Oh my god, yeah, hey, you know, hey, I had a Casio, I had a Casio back in Germany in the day, uh, but but they've made a comeback. I don't know if you've been to the NAM show and see their new boards, but the Casios are something else. That's
0: why I play right now, really. I use the Casio, it's fantastic, awesome, awesome. There you go.
1: You stuck. Don stuck with him. That should be the motto. I stuck with him too, thick and thin.
0: Hey, they're offering like 400 bucks for that thing now. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, I, I never
2: went on tour as a keyboard player again, but it was fun. Um, cool. Very cool.
0: <laughs> that was well, cool. Actually, back in the day, Raymond, I had... Uh, Colin, I could always count on him. Uh, and sometimes he'd be so busy w- with so many projects. And I would call him up if I was working on something or I was producing somebody. I call uh, <laughs> Colin and say, hey, can you come in and p- play on the studio? Because Colin was quickly getting a good name r- uh, around Nashville as a studio musician, also, besides playing live. And um, he likes, okay, Don, what instrument am I playing? <laughs> am, I, am I playing lead guitar, acoustic guitar, bass guitar, drums? Wow. <laughs> I, think, I think I called him for every every instrument there is. Don, I That's got Don, I got a call. Uh,
2: I'm gonna skip way forward, but I got a call to uh, after Savannah Jack Cruise that we did. I got yeah. a call to go play a gig in Georgia, so to fly straight there, and I show up with my guitar and another guy, great uh, great player named Kevin Key showed up. With his guitar, well, they didn't specify to either one of us who was going to play bass. So there was no bass player, no bass rig. Oh, my I mean, God. Two, <laughs> no one assigned to play bass for the gig. So he he was nice enough. He, he ran out to a, a store and bought a bass rig, a bass guitar, and an amp
0: <laughs> to play this gig.
2: <clears throat> so,
0: yeah. Well, guys, if you if you got to see Colin perform, like, by himself in concert... I always thought calling that your style wise was a, almost a cross between Brian Adams and uh Bon Jovi a little cross between the two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's what I hear. Yeah. So, so melodic, obviously melodic. I mean, that's a, yeah. You know, year, years ago, just a side note, I, uh, back in the, back in the late eighties, uh, some of my friends were like, who's your favorite guitarist. Now, now it's David Gilmore. But at the time I was like, Richie Sambora. They're like, Bon Jovi's guitarist? I'm like, have you heard him Let's play? It. Yeah. Uh, so, so that, really that's good. actually a hell of a compliment. The Brian Adams stuff and the uh, Bon Jovi stuff. I mean, they've sold a, a few hundred million albums. So yeah, yes. yeah. i was
2: just you know, fan of the big pop courses and the, you know, nice. and I just have a natural rasp in my voice when I sing and. Uh, And
0: we might have did a concert together one time where uh, they were giving us free shots and free drinks on stage, (laughs) and the crowd was going wild. And you might have saw the greatest—I saw the greatest power slide (laughs) in rock history.
1: Oh my God! He literally
0: almost—it was a big stage. He almost slid right off it. Oh (laughs) jeez! Yeah, it must have been—I don't know—eight or nine feet of 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 pure. uh, slide. <laughs> it looked like a slippery slide, but there was no water, and it. it was a long rock slide. Oh my God! Pete Townsend has never done a better one than Colin. <laughs> was this was this was Colin's guitar up
1: in the air, bass up? Was it? Uh... Oh, it was cool. oh, it was amazing. <laughs> you didn't get any slivers in your ass, did you?
2: No, no, I, I managed okay, to good, avoid good. that
1: all right he's hey, never fine, I, but, uh, ahead, <laughs> are fine. I, I have a real quick question so you're a cat who's been around for a while doing this and everything and still doing it strong stronger than ever are you do you still use an amp or, or like a lot of guitarists um have gone to you know to, to pedal boards um, yes we, we do use so much amp modeling we use the line six helix
2: and, okay, and, and i absolutely love it um we have two of them on stage uh Myself and Bruce Wallace, uh, another guitar player, um, stage left. Um, And neither of us had used digital rigs before this gig. Um, So, about five years ago, when I started subbing in for Rich Herring, who had been in the band uh, uh, at that point, uh, 12 years or so, um, they were using these. And I was like, well, I guess I'll try it. And um, it was great. So, yeah.
1: Well, the amp, the amp uh, modeling has got a I'm, lot I'm better. converted. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, yeah, this, this is the first digital rig I,
2: I've actually liked. So, yeah. So very cool. verno
0: thanks for sharing. Well, I want to go back to Bo- Bon Jovi.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Raymond, I want to go back to Bon Jovi for a second again because all right, do it. Colin's got a Bon Jovi story. There, there's a legendary, uh, real hot club. It's called the Tin Roof in Nashville. It's actually spread all over They have Tin Roofs all over the place now. And, uh, so it's a real fun club and bar, uh, and always, uh, known for its really good, um, entertainment, especially the, the, the venues in Nashville. Nice. So Colin, uh, you want to so, take, so take
2: we a We were, uh, we had this mashup that uh had just happened naturally over the years it was we started with fishing in the dark and then we worked our way into wanted dead or alive so we're playing fish in the dark and i knew that that uh, bon jovi was there he was is sitting a couple of booths away and so we're playing fish in the dark. Then we go into wanted and i sing the first verse well then up he comes just walking across the stage the crowd goes nuts and then he finishes the song out, and it was just a, a huge moment. It was one of those nights. The place was packed. It was rocking. It was a perfect night for him to get up there and and uh, nice do, do the song with us.
1: Yeah, that's a that is a yeah that's a cool story. Man. Yeah, he's he's got a great voice. They just writes great songs. I got a, and I have
2: a random picture uh, that someone who happened someone who happened to be there that night uh, sent me on Facebook. So I've got a photo of of it happening.
0: So. <laughs> That's those great moments that when you're in the business, those yes. happen to uh, to someone like yourself, Colin, because you've been doing so many things. You uh, you probably have a ton of moments like that where you're um, playing with somebody and then somebody comes in and sets in. Um, I know you. I've, I've seen you on the road with Montgomery Gentry. I've seen you on the road with Randy Hauser. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I know there's I know there's artists uh, the night we saw each other uh, in Vegas. Um, yeah. That was a Toby Keith. Yep. Uh, yep. Party at, at his club. Yeah. Uh, in Vegas. And Trey Sackis was there and a whole bunch of people were there. And, and I know yeah. you guys were backing them all up. Yeah. up and sing a song. You know. Yep. That was
2: a fun night. There was another night at Tin Roof in Nashville where uh, John Popper got up mm. and uh, had his he had his harmonicas with him. And uh, we were playing. Uh, what's the big hit? The big. Uh, uh, I'll think of it later. Long it, after we're done. The, the, uh, the,
0: uh, <laughs> the blues travelers. Blues travelers. Yeah. Tri- yeah.
2: Tri- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Surefire yeah. with the bur- Once right?
2: upon it. Give me the runaround. <laughs> yes, yeah, the runaround. Yeah, that's it. Runaround. That oh, one. Yeah. we had it, kind of worked it out already with him to come up and jam with us well we're starting the song and he's walking up and i remember just before he goes to play we tuned a half step down Uh-oh. so <laughs> I, I, I leaned over to him i was like we're half step down and he goes oh thank you and he grabs then the, the proper harmonica to play in that key <laughs> wow and, uh,
0: yeah you, so. you avoided a train wreck <laughs> my gosh well fast forward a little bit um again you got you got to do a uh uh, uh you got a record deal with the band you put together yep, yep and uh like it happens you know in the business more than not the powers that be can get crossed and not work together and it trickles down to infects the artist. Yes, and it's again, it's it's like getting drafted. A great quarterback can be drafted on the wrong team, and we we'll ne- we never we never see this person's talent. Right. Uh, that, that 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 happens in music. It's like you, you get drafted on the wrong team, be at the wrong record label, the wrong yeah head yeah. of the record label. And can you explain a little bit of that? what you kind of experienced that?
2: Yeah, we we had a record deal. It was uh, my brother Jason and myself and two of our dear friends and um it was kind of a uh, uh little big town kind of thing two girls two guys uh cool. tracy Lida and Marsha vaught and um they told us that uh you know this was mid-90s they told us that we had to focus and have one lead singer and we were like but that's not what we are. You know, we, we we take turns singing, you know, it's like Fleetwood Mac or, uh, Eagles. Eagles. You wanted to do that thing. And they were like, yeah. And they were like, Nope. In country, you have to have one, one lead singer.
0: That's not true. Look,
2: boys. Yeah, I know. And we even brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, I had also done the, uh, demo on the song. There's your trouble, uh, that the Dixie chicks had a big hit with written by Mark Selby and Tia Sillers, I believe. Sure. And yep. uh, I took it in. I said, this is what we need to be doing. I said, this this is, you know, let's cut this. And they were like, no, um, that's too, it's just not, you know, it, it's not what's happening right now. Wow. Uh, we also put banjo and stuff on our, banjo and fiddle on our records then, because we kind of wanted that melon Camp kind of thing going on. And, yep. and they said, nobody's putting banjo and fiddle on records right now. <laughs>
0: It became the hottest thing. Yeah, right. Keith Urban, in country? Vasco Flats. Oh, yeah. we're doing that. In country music. Yeah. What was in the 90s, it was the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a little bit yeah. of a difference. Raymond,
2: Raymond, there was a time. There was a time there. And and oh. um, so finally, we were just like, you know, we'd been on the label uh, three, four years. And we just, you know. Uh, I think we had to actually break the band up to get out of the record deal. That's a whole nother thing. But
1: uh yeah, we went on to do other
2: each of us to do other things and
1: do you mind if I ask yeah. you a question about that? You know, a lot of a lot of artists I see on the independent level, because it, it 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 it's a hell of a climb to get to the level that you're at. Um and you've worked hard at it, obviously. Um so when that I'm I'm really curious, and I think a lot of our listeners who are artists and, and other people will be curious, how how you recover? and continue going on from a situation like that because that really can really stab at the heart of, you know, your passion. So how, for you, how did you, how did you recover from that ordeal?
2: I recorded a solo album Um and it was kind of angsty, you know, there I mean, there were some fun sing along pop kind of things, but there was some angsty stuff in there, just kind of getting it all out. Right. And um, with that, I had some success, like with uh, TV and movies, placements and stuff. Um,
0: soap operas even, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, soap <laughs> operas. and, and uh, It's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so that carried me through to, uh, let's see, that was in 2000. Yeah, then I started getting back out on the road again. Um after that, I decided to just you know get away from the industry in town, and uh I went out and I played for Tim Rushlow from Little Texas, and I played for Mindy McCready and oh cool Julie reeves and um let's see then I got back off the road again for a while um then start playing with Don and Savannah Jack in town and. Um, nice. that was so much fun. Um, we were that's, that's when they were playing mostly in town and then it kind of transitioned to traveling.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so then I got off the road again, um, and they went on and did their thing and, and I rejoined him. I think I've been in the band like, what, four times now, Don? I don't know.
0: I, I think so. <laughs> on and off. We, we, we were playing it uh, down on Broadway, which changed so dramatically. If you come to Nashville, it's uh, we were lucky enough to play there where we were kind of the only game in town. We'd play on a, at, a, at the stage, and it would be slammed, and all the other clubs would be half full. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go down Broadway, every single uh, bar, if the band's good or bad – it doesn't matter. Right. It's not uh, even about that anymore. Every bar is slammed. And they're like two, three. Each club now has two or three different bars. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, And everyone has a rooftop right. bar now, too. So yeah. it's complete. So they don't need us anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, they, they, need, they need you more now than ever. Like yeah, I yeah really. Well,
0: right. I, I, would, I would like to think so. But, again, when you go down there like, you have no. We have no clout anymore. Like we can't. Uh, we, we were getting paid probably more than any any band down yeah, there, yeah. and uh, and we had a lot of clout. Like we got any time shift we wanted. We got anything we wanted. We did a live album from there. Colin played on that our Savannah Jack yeah. live album, and yeah. actually helped um, mix it and. And put it together for us. They did an amazing job. Uh, I had some co-writes with Blake Shelton on that record, and uh, we did a, we did a, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of all original songs on that record, and um, yep. Uh, yep. Colin great was a stuff. big, big help to make that album sound great. Nice, very yeah, yeah, cool. cool. Going to, speaking of engineering, that's another side of Colin. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's worked with even the likes of country music legend Mr. Willie Nelson. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was fortunate enough to, uh, in 2006, I got to work with him on the, um, they did a uh, Cindy Walker tribute album. Um, great, great songwriter. Classic. So many classic Texas, hits. Texas, right? Where's she from, Texas? I'm uh, not exactly Oklahoma. sure where she's from. I don't remember. But um, but they were like, do you want to I was working at, it's called the Blue Room Studio. It's it Brent Mayer's studio. Um, and uh, They were like, we got Willie coming in, would you like to assist on this? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'll pay you to let me assist
3: you. (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) So I'm out in the studio, so assistant means you're the guy out there, and you're getting his music stand set up, and you're handing him the headphones, and you're showing him where the volume is on the headphone box and all that. And so it's just me and Willie (laughs) out there. I'm like, and and Trigger, of course, his guitar is sitting there, plugged into the amp, and he he plays it through, and I just, it was surreal. I was like, just me and Willie hanging out. Everybody else is over there and behind the glass. Did you smoke weed with Willie? I did not. I did not. But I will say, <laughs> I will say, he had a, he had a joint in his hand at all times. He had a guy that rolled him for him, and when he got down to a certain it was like, you know, maybe a half an inch long. He, the guy would come take that one and snuff it out and give him the next
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get, um, I get, uh, um, I never get political about anything, but I do get uh, some guys I know that play music and they're like, man, I've never met anybody that got anything ever done that smoked weed. Like, it's all, they're all burned out hippies, you know? <laughs> I'm going, uh, well, I can think of two right off the top of my head. Willie Nelson <laughs> and Paul McCartney have done pretty well <laughs> <laughs> in their career. Tom, and you're, and you, Tom, you're Petty. Talking Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Tom
1: Petty. You guys are talking about weed. We haven't even started talking about LSD. You start getting into that. You, now, 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 you, now you start getting into the Pink Floyd realm. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and I kinda I that kind of opens the
2: mind. I think does. Willie was the only person that, that Brent would let smoke weed in his studio, You know, he, which wasn't a thing. Um, at that point,
0: uh, you know I don't know. <laughs> but. Well, Colin, uh, you've worked with you've worked with literally everybody. Do you have a do you have a favorite? Maybe that, that wasn't a favorite when you went into the gig, and after you work with them, they became a favorite. Like really. Uh, you had no idea they were that good, like when you started working with them? Uh, uh, musically, a person, personality, or maybe both. Yeah, all that. Um, Anything you want to
2: say? No, I don't like any of them anymore. I hate them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn it. <laughs> they all can't go to no. No, They uh, all I, go I, to hell. <laughs> the, the, the opposite, opposite of that. Um, <clears throat> <clears> so Brian, White, my, like, I mean, uh, Brian White, I mean Brian good White, become friends. He's such a sweet guy, and yeah. I mean you'd hear you'd hear that a lot. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, We're with him. The, what period were we with Brian? Um, with like oh six, oh seven, just kind of subbing in. He wasn't doing a whole lot of touring then. Um,
0: just See, random the, dates. The vocal thing was yeah. that. Uh that's a constant frustration thing Right, with, with right, Brian. right, Right. He was the only Yeah. Uh if people don't point. know it out there listening. Brian was a male vocalist of the year uh back in the in the, like ninety ninety six ninety six and ninety seven. Uh sang the duet from this moment with Shania Twain on the biggest selling album in history of music. Yeah. And um uh and it so many things, and, and he was a singer singer. Uh his idol Steve Warner and, mm-hmm. and Glenn Campbell people like that and um, all of a sudden after working with Matt Lang he had developed this focal situation that he's had to deal with ever since and uh, i uh, you were you were there calling with him out there and I know yeah. it was frustrating for he, him he was yeah. very
2: frustrated and, and working his way through it i wish he'd write a book right. about it because i you know right. he's just a great guy strong guy and um, fantastic writer i got to learn his new material that you know, right. came after the huge radio hits, you know, and it's just better and better and better, you know. So uh, and, you what know, about well, musically? Um,
0: what well, about somebody you work with, you became a bigger fan with after you work with them? Uh,
2: believe it or not, Billy Gilman. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He, he was, uh, you know, he, he was a kid, um, yeah. but he was an amazing, like, uh, entertainer. Um, so I only got to do a few dates with him because he went through a similar problem. He was 14 when I was playing bass. We had 90 dates on the books for the year.
0: Your bass was older than him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, about halfway through it, it got canceled. His voice was changing. He was going through the thing, and uh, the Peter Brady thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, the tour got canceled. But anyway, I learned yeah. he's, he was a great entertainer and stuff. Um, let's see who else. Um
0: now going back My to gosh. Montgomery Gentry again, you guys had a pretty awesome band. I remember seeing you yes. guys in Vegas at the uh, 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 ACM Awards, uh, the after party. Yeah, and yep. uh, we, we went in there after the, after the show, went to the after party. They, they do a big jam, guys. Um, uh, after the ACMs uh-huh. uh, at the uh, at the MGM Grand. Uh, and it's kind of, it's kind of where you kind of let your hair down. All the artists kind of get up and jam with each other and it just, it it, it goes to about midnight to one o'clock in the morning or something. And, uh, a better time slot earlier in the night, Montgomery Gentry comes out there and I said, well, my goodness, I liked these guys before I saw this. I liked them and they're, I liked them as people too, you know, but, um, when, when Colin and the guys hit the stage, that band was so tight and so, it was energy. Energy it was. was just blowing yeah, the was.
2: house down. That was such a fun band to play with all amazing players. And, and Eddie and Troy were, were super cool. Um, you yeah, know, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. They're, they're the real deal. That's what, what you think, you know, what they present as, that's what they are. They're, you know,
0: yeah, that was a big loss yeah, for, for yeah, country music yeah. and, and, and industry. Or what happened to TV, you know, um, Yeah. uh, All these things uh, that you've done, which is an amazing credentials, it all leads to this magic moment that came together here in more recent years. And that's you get a call from the apps, one of the greatest vocal groups of all time, (laughs) the Little River Band. Yeah. How did, how did, I mean, you were prepared. That's what I I want people listening out there, young uh, musicians out there. If you stay in the business and keep rocking, Be prepared when your moment comes, because you might only get one shot. Collins had lots of shots because he's he's been doing such great work for so So long. So you know what I did? (laughs) I turned him down.
2: (laughs) Rich Heron called me to sub for him. Right. And I said, and Rich is a... It's amazing guitar player, like top shelf, just amazing. Crazy. And Yeah. And we were doing some writing at the time and he called me to sub for him. And I said, well, send me the board tape. I'm going to hear it because I'm a huge fan and I want to know what I got in store. He sent me the tape and, and I called him right back and I said, nope. I said I can't fill your shoes, and and this and this is music that I love, and I'm not going to mess it up, right? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, like bass gigs for me come a lot more easy, a lot more natural. I don't have to think much about it. I could probably learn if somebody called me. Um, and said, can you play for us in two days I could listen to material and play but guitar for me. yeah yeah <laughs> but guitar I you have to or I have to study a lot longer um figure out tones and how I'm gonna approach certain things and I I, I said man i I can't do what you do I, I can't do this and he's like oh yes you can all right never mind well then a couple months later he called he called again and finally he's like dude you know, the signatures, you know, night owls and help is on its way. And, uh, you know, the signature licks. And otherwise, when you take a solo or whatever, just do you, do your thing, you know. Um. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And so first show, uh, I have two anxiety attacks before the show, about an hour before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Worked my way through them, played the show. Called my wife right after and said, I'm going to tell Rich I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this. I can't. It's just, I'm too nervous. Yeah, after 30 something years of playing for being a side man, for all these country acts, I said, this music is so complex. It has to be so perfect. Each lead line, you know, it has got to be, if you're one note off on a, you know, a thing, it, it's not, it's, it's shot, you know. Yep. Um so I worked my way through the next couple of uh, shows, Subbing for Rich. And then um, in 2018, a guy who had been in the band for about 18 or 20 years exited the band. And, and they called and said, um, well, first they asked, how's, how's your finger? I had uh, surgery on, on my left hand. Um, for my pinky finger, it was getting stuck. I forget what they called it. But anyway, um, I had to have surgery to release that. And then Rich calls me and says, how's your finger? And I said, Dad, it's doing okay. He goes, you want to play cruise with us in a week <laughs> on the other side of the stage? Um, and I was like, yes, absolutely. Cause I wanted to go on a cruise really bad. No, um, <laughs> no, because I, I thought well, this is a, this is a great opportunity to get to play the show with rich there, you know, covering, cause he covered most, most of the solos at that point. Um, and I went out and played that show. Um, and about a month later, just joined the band. Um
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it. So and that, that leads to like all of us guys grew up with just listening to great pop and great rock music. And this has probably uh got you around like some heroes. I, I know you told me like last week you guys were working with Kenny Loggins, you know, oh, like like all these great yeah. rock legends that you probably get built with you Know on like package festivals and uh-huh. different things, you're probably run across crazy, like, yeah, so heroes uh, Kenny Loggins, Ambrosia, wow.
2: uh, Pablo Cruz. <laughs> um, I never I've, heard of him, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, America. Um, uh, yeah, oh, I love America.
3: On the first part of the journey. Guys, yes. there's
2: so many others. I, I should keep driving. That was last week, though. Colin. Yeah, yeah, that was, just last week. Yeah. So,
1: that was last week. so, wait a minute. I just, I just thought of something. So, you were telling me that you got on a cruise to p- p- playing part of the Little River Band. Uh-huh. So, I'm going on a cruise in September. So, you're telling me. I didn't have to pay for that. I could have just called up some big band and said, Hey, I'm playing keys with you on this cruise. <laughs> is it that
2: easy? I, I, I think so.
0: <laughs> yeah, every, I I think, everything's I think that Bernie easy. Is this <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no. All kidding. Aside, that's, no, that, that, is a, that is a great story. I, what was the moment? Um, and, and I know we're already at 30 minutes. So we don't want to keep you all day, but no, what, was the, what was the moment playing with the Little River Band where those nerves disappeared. Talk about that. I'm curious how that went down.
2: Um, probably, well, we were supposed to play a second show on that cruise, but it got rained out. And and I'll admit, I was like, Oh, thank you. Yes. I have to play a second <laughs> show. But then, um, That was in January and February when I started playing. The weird thing is indoors. (laughs) Uh, It's a fancy cruise. Yeah. I think around February, I started uh, playing some more shows with them. And maybe, you know, three, four shows in, I was like, okay, yeah. yeah, Nice. And And I didn't even know I was, like, in the band until I started seeing my face in posters. Like uh, for promo stuff, <laughs> and I had to call. I was like, uh, what, "Wayne, am I am I in the band?"
0: <laughs> well, you would think, think you'd see a bigger paycheck, and go, "Oh, wow, man, this is this is yeah, kind of cool." I, I remember Steve Ferroni, uh said the same thing. He said, uh, it "Goes, because I felt like a, it goes like Tom, am I in this band?" Yeah. Tom Petty is like sometimes I felt I'm I'm in the band and sometimes I I think I'm playing drums for Tom Petty I don't know if I'm in this band or not <laughs> it's like even he had anxiety like worry and anxiety about it like yeah it's like, yeah I, but that I, leads up yeah. that leads up Colin I want to make sure we talk about this is that yeah. there's brand new Little River Band material yes. brand yes. new album coming together yes we are we are working on it now we
2: actually have our first session tomorrow. And then we got one next week uh, tracking um, and, and guess who's got two songs on that <clears throat> guy goes
0: by the name of Don Ellis Gatlin. I am super, <laughs> super, super excited. Uh, Cause I know those songs and I love the songs. I wrote them with you and uh, uh, Bruce. Yep. Bruce, Bruce, yes. yep.
2: Bruce is uh, just a super cool, amazing addition to the band. Uh, with his obviously his guitar playing, but uh songwriting, I mean, the well just got so deep uh with with the song, you know, with the material. Yeah. Um and then he's got a great voice, a great lead singing voice. He's gonna sing a couple uh some leads on this record too. Um this, so. this is
0: gonna take you all to another whole thing. It's like it's gonna yeah. give the fans a terrific album of new music.
2: Yeah, yeah. And my goal is to find this perfect uh, marriage between old and new. We're going to use some new techniques uh, as far as the, the production goes and the mixes and with the classic twin guitar harmonies and the huge vocals. Um, so it's going to sound modern on some of it. and It's going to sound... Classic AM radio on other parts of it, and some songs will be a combination of both of those. Nice. I think
0: when you're bringing in Kendrick Lamar to rap on one song, I think that's bringing it to Are you not doing <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. I'm
2: not. I'm not against it.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, just
1: just as long as there's no 18-inch Stonehenge's on stage, where you know it'll be it'll be good.
0: Yeah, no, no. Brought 18 it back, Raven. <laughs> yeah. Full circle. Raven just, the people yeah. that don't know it, the Raven has brought this whole thing full circle. <laughs> well Colin, you're awesome, man. You're so talented and uh I'm like I said, I'm so honored. To be a, uh, a part of this new Little River Brand project. And oh i uh, glad to call you friend for a long, long time. Your mom is awesome. She, Shout out to yeah. mom. Isn't she? She's a great person in this business, too, Raymond. <laughs>
2: oh. Except for those cookies. That, 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 first, that time you came over, and remember the cookies? Yeah, there was no flavor. (laughs) She accidentally used salt instead of sugar or something like that. Or it might have been the wrong kind of uh, baking soda or something, baking powder instead of, I don't know what it was. But Don was nice and and, and pretended to eat them. They were like rocks with no flavor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can dogs see it's are perfect height. Yeah. perfect height for my for my uh, uh, genital area.
1: Listen, I think I think everybody needs to have that mom story where they where they use the wrong ingredient. Mine mine involves spaghetti, but we'll leave that for another time.
0: But she kept calling him Donnie. I said, "Mom, he goes by Donnie." Oh, no. by Donnie. <laughs> she can say whatever she wants. She's actually a great person in this industry. She works uh, in the publishing world for a long, long time, yep. helping Britt Mayer out. Perfect. Yes. Ever, yeah, nice. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's that's great. So your mom was probably not only a big supporter, but would kick you in the ass if you needed it.
2: Oh, absolutely. And she's the one who prayed us around when we were trying to get our record deal back then. And you know, wow. she's the one who, who who sent the tape off that got us that that record deal. You know, nice. unfortunately didn't go, like we said, it didn't go where we'd, we'd hoped at the time. But I mean, she's the one who got us in the door. And, you know, you and my, dad, <laughs> my dad used to uh, he worked in the industry, too, for a while. He used to yep. screen songs for Brent Mayer when he was uh, producing. You know, he, he was a guy who listened to the songs first, that kind of thing. And
1: uh, produced to stuff. After listening today, I think it's you that should write a book, man. Seriously, yes. You could call you could call it something like, "Well, my mom's cookies suck, but she did okay. But she did okay with me.
0: Read my book. I like it. I
1: like it. Seriously, though, you, I had no, I, cause I, I, when, when, when Don told me that we were gonna get you, I was like, cool, and I, I started doing some research, and I, as we talked offline on texting, you know, um. You, you helped guide me a little bit, but getting on YouTube was like, I had, but all the stuff you talked about today, bravo, man. Oh, bravo. cool. Hey, man, Don, should did, we, it's a lot.
2: Should we close out here or, or should we, uh, should I mention the Taylor Swift? Uh, you, you know about that, right? The Taylor Swift. Uh, remind me. I know I do, but I remind me. We, we, we can leave the stuff tell out it. if it doesn't fit. No, tell it, tell it, tell it, tell, it.
1: tell it that we'll say
2: goodbye. <laughs> I'm the only guy who has turned down Taylor Swift three times oh, that's right. to be that's on right. tour with her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. First, it was 2006-ish. Uh, I was playing Tin Roof three nights a week, getting, you know, making good money. I got a call from her, her producer at the time. Hey, I got this artist. Um, she's 14 and and uh, going on a radio tour. We need an acoustic guy. And I was like, no, I'm not going on tour with a with a new artist who's fourteen. You've been there done that with <laughs> Billy King? Yeah. I've done that before and I was like, ah, thanks, but no thanks. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Yeah. And um uh referred a friend of mine, um, and he went and did those. Paul, uh, right? oh uh, well there was another guy named Kevin. Uh okay. Kevin Ray at the time. Um then in two thousand end of two thousand seven, she had had hit several hits and was already selling out, so venues and they called and asked if I wanted to come play electric guitar and I was playing with Lone Star at the time.
0: And, That's right, Lone Star We yeah, you get to
2: them. Yeah. Um great guys, great band, great situation. I was like, I'm good here. You know, I was I was getting good pay. I knew that she was doing well. And um but I just kinda knew I was comfortable. So I said call my buddy Paul, Paul Sidoti uh, from Cleveland, Ohio Paul also. Sidoti. Um and he went and auditioned and just knocked it out of the park and has been there ever since. Just ever since. all these years, um, great guy, great player. Um, while she's been taking time off, he's been going out and playing with. Uh, he went out and played with Brian Adams on some shows, and he's been playing bass for um, <clears throat> Don Felder um, <laughs> on wow. some shows. But anyway, uh, he's still he's still with Taylor Swift, but uh, she's just taking some time off. So then the third time, was, <laughs> this is the funny yep. one. 2010, my buddy uh, Al Wilson, who a uh, drummer uh, and was uh, musical director, and Paul, we uh, all went out and had some to eat, and they were like, "Man, we want you to come play keyboards with us." <laughs> there's the keyboards again. Here's the, key- the keyboards. So what I did this time, I said, "All right, get me the material." Guess what? I didn't own a keyboard at the time. I borrowed Paul's.
1: Oh,
2: God. uh, And I got the material, and I started playing along. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think I can do this. Well, I tried all day long, and... At the end of the day I called him and I said absolutely not. I said I'm not I'm not your guy to play keyboards and here's why. I have this recurring dream that it's showtime, the arena is full of people and I have an instrument in front of me that I don't know how to play
1: oh my god
2: <laughs> and I and I used it. I told Paul I said I have this dream that a recurring game blah 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 I said I'm not gonna make that happen in reality I said I'm sorry man I can't complete keyboards with Taylor Swift <laughs>
0: but I believe you could have if you uh, I, I know what you're saying but but like every gig you've ever been called for you've been ready well, and you've, you've knocked it out of the park including this Little River Band this awesome uh, opportunity that you're taking advantage of and, and, and you've been Become a very important member of this group already, Um, but again, it goes back to our buddy Paul who got the Taylor Swift gig. I was—I remember being at his house. Uh, He had a little cookout in his place. And uh, he was just bragging about how much this, the the Eagles tribute band he was doing. Because man, I am putting everything into this. This is my band. We're gonna be huge. This is gonna be a fantastic. It's a phone call. Hey, well, I want we'll to play guitar for Taylor Swift. Guy, sir, about the quit this group. Real quick. <laughs> I, I never seen a guy quit a group so quickly. So proud. Of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He jumped on that. I'm glad he did because he uh, did. Yes, yeah. he's you know part of the family there, and that's his.
0: But it's all about opportunities, guys. Uh, you know, when you got to be ready when you get that opportunity. People listening out there uh, to the show t- uh, today, um, that that's, that's such a huge part of it. And just when you get your chance, be ready. You know, because because it might come around once, maybe twice, and that's about it. You know. Yep.
2: yep. So all well, uh, I'm thinking about, yeah, man, yeah, thank you. I I really appreciate it. this. This has been a. A fun first uh, podcast experience for me. Well, we'll hope we do this one. again down the line. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll do a follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> and thank I got everybody more, for listening I got more stories. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> work on that book. Like Raymond said, work on the book idea. Right. right. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening out there, too. Thank you, Colin. All right. Thank you, man. Bye. Cast your
3: stones, throw all you got in me that's the way it's gonna be knock me down that's what people do cast your stones and i'll throw mine in you lay the blame right Me down with shame for what I let. Make it hurt and hit me where I'm weak. Cast your stones through all you got in. Thing I see, curse my name under your breath, take my pride. your stones Throw all you got at me That's the way It's gonna be You gotta give it up You're always worrying about how things are gonna turn out for you, baby You gotta give it up Oh, you got to give it up You want love You gotta give it up Oh, you gotta give it up Oh, you got to give it up oh, you got to Give it up, give it up. You wanna, oh, you gotta give it up You always want to know exactly where it's going What's to come. give it up You're always trying to plan a way out if it don't work out Well, that's just dumb. you gotta give it up Give it up. You want love. You gotta give it up. Oh, you gotta give it up. Oh, you got to give it up. Give it up. If you want love. Oh, you gotta give it up. You're always looking down, you can't be found. You wear a frown, for I swear, you got to give it up. You're always standing still, you lost your will, afraid to take a dare. You gotta give it up. Oh, you got to give it up. You want love, you gotta give it up. Give it up, oh, you got to give it up. Give it up if you want love. Oh you, oh, you got to give it up. You want love, you got to give it up. Give it up, baby. Oh, you got to give it up. Give it up if you want love. You got to give it up Give it up, give it up Oh, you got to give it up Give it up, give it up You want love, you want love Give it up, give it up Give it up, give it up You always worrying about how things are gonna turn out for you, baby You got to give it up This is Crystal. I am Brittany from Limberlost. And you're listening to the Seattle, Rio.